Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Final segment of Hour 1. we got the Husker Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman, on the Honda League and Hotline. Jay, this tournament has been oh. has been more <laughs> curiouser and curiouser. Top story for the tournament. What say you? What is it? Man, I, don't, I mean, I guess just all the blue bloods that are, well, first of all, North Carolina being not being in it. Get off but the blue bloods being not making the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, that's it. I mean, you, you got you had the party started with your with your boys from Virginia. Um, you know, the, you know Virginia. The, I guess the, uh, the, the the frat uh, University of Virginia Cavaliers, and then Arizona. You know, those two I consider. You know, Arizona blue blood or close to blue blood. And then Kansas is out. Kentucky's out. Um, and it's just been, you know, the year of the the smaller schools, mid-majors. And, it, and it really, to be honest with you, you know, when you think of teams, you know, like either it's a TCU, like I wouldn't say Gonzaga. I think they're kind of, you know, established themselves as a powerhouse, but they're not as, as popular when you think of, you know, who could possibly win it every year. I think it's been their year. I think they've been more consistent than um, the teams I mentioned before. Um and the tournament has been no joke. I mean, from Fairly Dickinson, you know, looking at Purdue dead in their face and, and the coach saying before the game that the more they watched tape, the more they felt like they could beat them, and ain't nobody in the Big Ten could beat them. So, you know, and then you could even think of, you know, I always want to, you know, obviously look back on the things with the Huskers is how many teams has Nebraska beaten um, that were in the tournament, won a game in the tournament, Um and how I, I was, I, you know, I'm not not here for the three and nine, the best team that's ever been three and nine or close, but it is a tangible result that you see, not just once, but over and over and over, that where it gives you some sort of confidence, but then also lets you know how yet so far you could be because of Fairleigh Dickinson, of Florida Atlantic, all these all these schools have all gotten better, they've gotten older. They've gotten better skill-wise, and these coaches have found ways to take what they've had without the transfer portal. Because you, you got to think, if Jay Foreman or Derek Pearson goes in the transfer portal, just say we played at Kansas or North Carolina, fairly Dickinson, Florida Atlantic, those most likely aren't on our top, you know, top-notch radar uh, radar, you know, to go. It's, it, so those coaches in those schools have had to do actually more in-house recruiting when you have good players than actually the teams that have been losing players in the transfer portal. And so they've been keeping these guys around and developing them, and that's what you're seeing right here. So, But I think it's exciting. I think it's a, you know, a, a year that I think we all expected it because I, I, I think, you know, from my opinion, um, nobody came into the season as like, okay, this is the team. You knew Purdue was going to be good. You knew – other teams are going to be good, but you didn't really think that, okay, Purdue is that good that they are going to just, you know, guarantee to get the Sweet 16, easily the Final Eight. When you when you saw Purdue lose, were you, I don't know, I can't speak for you, DP. I wasn't really surprised. I mean, that's just Purdue doing Purdue things, you know. And to be honest with you, you know, Painter, I like him. I like him as a coach. But, man, I'm telling you, there, there, if, if it was me, it could have been a chance you could lose. I mean, not lose, but you know, get fired. Um, 
you're a number one seed. I think the number two overall seed. Um, and you lose, the, you know, not taking nothing against her, but you lose in that fashion. Um, that is more than a letdown. But I think that's the, the right now going into the Sweet 16. I think that is the, you know, the talk, I guess, per se. But you have great matchups coming up. Michigan State, Tom Izzo, a team that was the upper, you know, upper, you know, top half. Um, but they're getting ready. You saw them against Nebraska where they were kind of able to pull away from Nebraska when Nebraska actually plays well. Kansas State has been pretty good all year. Arkansas, UConn is way over there off the radar. You got Tennessee who, who plays maybe – Virginia is always known as like the best defensive team, right? Mm-hmm. I think Tennessee plays the best defense, period, this year. They are long. They are athletic. They are tough. They can score the ball. But they will cause havoc with their length and physicality, um, and they show you. Then you got Gonzaga, right? Um, they've kind of always been there. Can they? Could this be the year? I mean, I picked them to win it. And then there's UCLA. It seems like they're catching their stride, right? And, and you know, you know, coming from out there with the history. And then is Houston getting? You know, thinking about right? Is Houston healthy enough? And the way that they were able to be down by double digits and win. Then you got Princeton and Creighton, the battle of the two smart schools. Then you got Texas. I hate to say it, right? The burnt orange is just like a bad case of diarrhea <laughs> going up to them against Xavier's. Um, Texas is a really – I like Texas, man. I like Texas a lot. I like the way they play. I like the way that they played after Beard kind of been – or he was let go. I like the way that this new coach is taking over. They are a problem. And then you got Alabama against San Diego State. I think this is still – very, very exciting because you have some schools in here that haven't been there to the Sweet 16, but you have schools that have been kind of working their way up to get to the Sweet 16. And if there's ever a chance right now for a school, whether it's Creighton, even like say number five Miami, Alabama, that never you thought it was a basketball school to win it, this is the year. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be even more exciting considering that, you know, when you go into these games that, okay, I'm not looking at Kansas. You know, like they're going to get all the calls. There is no excuses right now. Anybody can win. Of all the 16 teams left, everybody can win it. And that's the great thing about it. Um, there's some that are probably a little bit farther than others. But as we've seen, that doesn't mean Tiddly Pool when you got to, you know, you know, you know, go put that ball in the hoop. And I'm very excited to see what happens. It's going to be a great weekend. And, again, uh, Jay, it, you're dead on. The matchups are pretty cool for what we want to get. you got some contrast. You've got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And two number one seeds are out. So <laughs> it makes it a little bit more interesting. No number one seeds will play Thursday. I uh, just <laughs> – well done, NCAA. You, you, you chased them out. Uh, Jay, go handle your business, bro. appreciate you, man. Well done. All right, man. I'm going to holler at you. That is Jay Foreman. We'll toward the break. Second hour, old school. Coming up. 